Save a Girl podcast, we review the treatment that is often controversial, steroids. In particular, we'll look at the use of steroids in the treatment of acute pancreatitis in dogs. Steroids may appear attractive to use in this inflammatory disease since glucocorticoids impart anti-inflammatory effects in the body. Glucocorticoids may theoretically improve pancreatic blood flow, and in critically ill patients with refractory blood pressure concerns, they can sometimes be used to treat suspected or confirmed CIRCI, which is critical illness-related corticosteroid insufficiency. But with the possibility of eliciting negative side effects from steroid use, owing to their unwanted gastrointestinal tract side effects and their immunomodulatory effects, are they worth the risk in treating these patients? So, Oconishianol wanted to evaluate whether steroid use in acute pancreatitis was beneficial to patient recovery in a study entitled Comparison of Initial Treatment with and Without Glucocorticoids for Suspected Acute Pancreatitis in Dogs. This was a non-blinded, non-randomized clinical study out of Japan. For dogs to be included in the study, they had to receive a diagnosis of acute pancreatitis with the following criteria. They had to exhibit at least two clinical signs consistent with acute pancreatitis, have either a serum spec CPL greater than 400 mics per liter, or a plasma venous lipase greater than 200 units per liter, have supportive ultrasonographic findings consistent with pancreatic inflammation, and have a C-reactive protein concentration greater than or equal to 1 mg per deciliter. C-reactive protein, what we'll call CRP from now on, is an acute phase protein produced by the liver in response to inflammation. As such, it is often used as an indicator of inflammatory conditions. The rise and fall of this protein level in the body has been attributed to worsening and improvement of systemic inflammation, respectively, and has shown to be elevated in acute pancreatitis. In order to subjectively assess response to treatment, dogs were assigned acute pancreatitis scores based on the following clinical signs, lethargy, appetite, vomiting, stool condition, and abdominal pain. These categories were rated on a scale of 0 to 3, with 3 being the most severe presentation. Initial acute pancreatitis scores were assigned by the dog's owners and admitting clinicians on the first day and then assigned daily by the clinician managing daily care. It's important to note that the clinicians ascribing the acute pancreatitis scores were not blinded to the dog's treatment groups. Dogs in the prednisolone group received 1 mg per kg per day of prednisolone as a subcutaneous injection until discharge from hospital. All dogs in both groups also received IV fluids, but the types and rates were not standardized, so they received varying types, rates, and total volumes. All dogs also received 1 mg per kg per day meropitin, 1 mg per kg per day famotidine, 5 mg per kg per day enrofloxacin, although research does not support the prophylactic use of antibiotics in acute canine pancreatitis. Fentanyl CRIs at 3 to 6 mics per kg per hour and a multivitamin solution. Baseline blood work obtained for these patients included white blood cell count, pack cell volume, platelet count, BUN, creatinine, alkaline phosphatase, ALT, albumin, glucose, total bilirubin, calcium, venous lipase, and spec CPL. An unknown number of included dogs had concurrent underlying systemic disease such as seizures, heart disease, gallbladder disease, tracheal disease, atopic dermatitis, and prostatic disease. These are all conditions known to cause varying degrees of systemic inflammation. C-reactive protein levels have been evaluated in many canine conditions, and evidence suggests diseases such as epilepsy, 
asymptomatic cardiac disease and tracheal disease do not cause statistically significant increases in CRP. Although not specific for atopic dermatitis, severe skin disease in dogs has been shown to cause elevations in CRP. Prior research suggests that these particular canine diseases do not statistically affect CRP. It would perhaps add a level of confidence to exclude dogs with concurrent underlying disease from similar future studies, or at least to match the dog's diseases between groups. We also don't know what other treatments were being used for chronic management of these underlying conditions and what influence those treatments may have had on results. Overall, a total of 65 dogs were included in this study. For reasons not clearly described, nine additional dogs were excluded because they received additional therapies such as dopamine, blood transfusions, or low molecular weight heparin. Aberrant clotting in acute pancreatitis is not an uncommon finding and occurs as a result of intense inflammation, producing a systemically hypercoagulable state. It is also not uncommon to use low molecular weight heparin for prevention of aberrant clotting in intensely inflammatory conditions such as acute pancreatitis. So it remains unclear why these critically ill patients were excluded from this study as they represent the more severe presentations of acute pancreatitis. C-reactive protein data from dogs that died within the study window were excluded from analysis, but the reasoning for this omission is unclear. Perhaps these deaths were attributed to financially driven euthanasia, and so, to avoid data bias from financial concerns, the authors chose to exclude this patient subset. But this is all speculation on the author's decision. On day three of treatment, CRP concentrations remained significantly lower in the prednisolone group. Median time for CRP levels to fall below 2 mg per deciliter was 4 days in the prednisolone group compared to a median day of 8 days in the control group. These numbers sound intriguing, but must be seen in light of a heavily unbalanced number of subjects in each group. Only 16 dogs were present in the control group, while 43 dogs were present in the treatment group. In addition to the large study number disparity, the groups were also not evenly distributed according to dogs' age, breed, or underlying disease, so there were many variables that could be influencing this study's results. As an example, dogs in the control group were overrepresented by dachshunds and were older than dogs in the treatment group. This remains unclear how this may have affected the study results. The authors suggest that hospitalization was shorter in the treatment group compared to the control group, in other words, the group that did not get steroids. But again, the groups were not closely balanced in number or patient signalment. Only 20 dogs were present in the control group, again, compared to the 45 dogs in the treatment group. No statistically significant difference between groups was found for in-hospital mortality or for post-hospitalization recurrence rate. This study suggests that prednisolone use in acute pancreatitis may be beneficial to patient outcomes. But with the many limiting factors in the study design, we should rather interpret these results as a promising suggestion, warranting further investigation with a more robust and evenly matched blinded study. Factors to consider in future studies include blinding the clinicians to treatments, evenly distributing numbers of subjects between treatment and control groups, excluding patients with concurrent underlying systemic diseases, including CRP data from natural deaths occurring within the study window, and even matching the studies between groups in regards to age, breed, gender, underlying disease, and body index. Authors also note that the venous lipase used as part of the diagnostic workup for acute pancreatitis in the study is not pancreatic-specific enzyme and should not be used in future studies as a diagnostic criteria, 
for acute pancreatitis. So what do we take away from this Vecrol podcast? The findings of this study should be interpreted very lightly. Vecrol always urges the cautious use of any medication with careful attention given to your patient's condition. We aren't steroid haters. In fact, we like glucocorticoid use for many different diseases. And it's plausible that there's a real benefit to using steroids in the treatment of acute pancreatitis, but there were just too many complicating factors in this particular study's design for Vecrol to feel comfortable with a blanket recommendation for steroid use in acute pancreatitis. Instead, we suggest that this study be seen as a good pilot study, setting the stage for a much needed larger blinded study with evenly distributed numbers and conditions of subjects. Such a study would then provide us the unbiased data we need to determine if we should start recommending routine use of steroids as part of our medical management for acute pancreatitis.